Here's what you missed on Buck Sexton with America Now. On these issues and so many more, we're following through on our commitments. And I don't want anything to get in our way. I am fighting every day for the great people of this country. Therefore, in order to fulfill my solemn duty to protect America and its citizens, the United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord Thank you. He did it. He did it. Buck Sexton here with you all now. President Trump has withdrawn from the Paris Climate Agreement. And oh my, the reaction to this is a complete freakout level from the left. Uh, I have to say, Trump attacked this thing on so many different levels. Constitutional, legal, economic competitiveness, uh, ethical. He attacked it for its redistribution. He attacked it for circumventing Congress. He attacked it for uh, dishonesty on the part of the international community. I mean, it, this was one of my, I will say, this is one of my favorite Trump speeches. I will I will come out and just, just put my marker on this one and say that I, I thought it was great. Um, I am so happy that the president went out and did this on many levels. First of all, he cited uh, he cited some of the figures that I told you yesterday about costs to the economy. He uh, went into those numbers, and I'll give you some of those as well here in, in just a few moments. Um, but the president established what you could call an America first environmental policy. The president no longer is going to be pushed into taking actions that do not benefit the United States, because the elites in this country would rather feel fancy and good about themselves than do what is best for this country economically and in terms of our industrial and commercial competitiveness. It's just, this is a a fascinating issue because it's one where you see a complete divergence on the left from reality. They are delusional on this. Uh, Earlier today, I I couldn't believe it. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say I couldn't believe it, but I found it initially hard to believe. Uh, There was Tom Steyer, who is a billionaire philanthropist, huge donor to a lot of the uh, environmentalist groups out there. And by the way, if you look into this, you'll see that there are these environmentalist groups that seem like they are grassroots, but there are entities that are set up as middlemen to, in a sense, launder the source of the funds for these supposedly grassroots environmentalist concerns. So you've got some very, very wealthy people who are really just the high priests of the religion of environmentalism and and, uh, climate scaremongering uh, of climate change belief, right? The people that are the most, or, or is it climate disruption? Remember, they tried climate disruption for a while, but that seemed too, uh, that, that seemed too manufactured. So now they're back to climate change. It had been global warming, 
So this is a scientific movement based on facts and numbers that don't align with what they say they will, so they have to keep changing the name of it. I would, dis- I would think that's a tip-off. That would seem to me to be an, an indicator to which we should pay attention. But Tom Steyer, on his uh, Twitter account, who's this guy's you know, worth billions of dollars, uh, big uh, you know, Obama administration supporter, he writes, if Trump pulls the U.S. out of the Paris Agreement, he will be committing a traitorous act of war against the American people. I mean, this is the writing of a lunatic. I mean, that's insane. An act of war against the American people? Withdrawing from this climate agreement? So this climate agreement was, was so essential, I should note, that Obama couldn't even get around to it until his second term. This climate agreement that, I should also note, has no enforcement mechanisms whatsoever. This Paris agreement. And uh, you have people... Uh, here's another one. I mean, the reactions to this are priceless, and they tell you so much. You have uh, Chris Hayes over at MSNBC on his Twitter account. The agreement quite literally imposes nothing! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Somebody with his own show, getting paid millions of dollars to go preach nonsense leftism to a uh, largely ignorant leftist audience. Uh Okay, the agreement quite literally imposes nothing, so then why be a party to that agreement? Is this just all about the symbolism? Well, if it's symbolism and it has a cost, maybe we should then look much more closely at what those costs are, because the benefits to us are zero, as far as I can tell. There's no benefit whatsoever, even if we had followed through on every aspect of the agreement. It would have made a negligible change on climate. And that's assuming that you accept all the premises from the start of the left about uh, the war, the models they have, the climate models, which have been wrong time and time again in the past. Uh, you know, I, I always think it's fascinating to people say, well, you're not a scientist, so you can't have an opinion on this. And then they trot out someone like Bill Nye, who's a undergraduate level mechanical engineer, not a scientist of climatology in any meaningful sense whatsoever and speaks about issues on which he sounds like somebody who hasn't even read a 101-level textbook. Uh, but they say, you're not a scientist. And I always want to want to point out, first of all, on a matter of public policy, we just need an informed populace. It can't be, well, you don't get to have an opinion unless you have a PhD on this. Because what we see in this country increasingly are the PhDs don't know anything about the subjects that they have doctorates in. When we're talking about the humanities... They are making up their own language. They are making up their own statistics and numbers. They are not open to rigorous intellectual debate where they're not, they're not open to true scholarship. They are just uh, politicians in the robes of academics. They are pushing an agenda. And in the case of climate change, they are politicians in the lab coats of scientists, and they are pushing an agenda. Nothing to do with... The numbers has nothing to do with hashtag science. This is a belief system. This is a belief system that has immediate political implications as well. It's a belief system for which they don't want a separation of church and state. In fact, if you believe in the church of climatology, there are immediate policy follow-ons that come from that, meaning that they can dictate to you Stuff about your everyday life, wherever you are right now in the country. 
if the climate change crowd gets its way, they will be able to influence how much water you use, what kind of car you drive, how often you can drive, how much you pay to drive, what kind of electric bulbs you can put in, how much your electricity bill is, what kind of televisions you can have, how much water you can use on your lawn, what kind of trash you can throw out. And just, it goes on and on and on. Never mind the just theft that will occur through taxation in order to support projects under the guise of greening the planet or greening America, but is really just a massive wealth transfer. In the case domestically, uh, or, or domestically speaking, it's a wealth transfer from the taxpayer to the government and aligned interests, environmental interests with the government, and globally speaking, from the developed world to the developing world, from you know what is roughly Western civilization and its allies to countries that could use a few more factories and a lot more electricity and a lot more carbon. Let's just be honest about it. In fact, if you want to push people on this issue, just say, fine, you're right. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be allowing India to build all of these coal plants. They do spew out all of this smog. China shouldn't have such dirty energy facilities that are making the environment, make, creating all this smog. You know what they should have? Nuclear power plants. <laughs> Nuclear power plants, that's terrible. That's the worst. Well, if you want energy on a vast scale that is efficient and that is not polluting the environment, you would want nuclear plants. But nuclear became bad, right? Uh, nuclear was destroying the destroying the wetlands or would, would end the planet or, you know, whatever. You go back and you look at the environmentalist protests and the hysteria around nuclear plants in the 70s, 80s, and the 90s. They, they abandoned that. And now what do they want? They want, want wind farms. They want solar power. Uh, this is, in a sense, similar to the sustainable food movement whereby people in urban centers of this country or who live around on the periphery of urban centers think that they are uh, wise and worthy and better people because they get non-GMO, meaning non-genetically modified organism food that comes from nearby farms that is brought into them. And they think, well, this is sustainable because it doesn't use chemicals, it doesn't travel large distances. What they don't realize is that if the entire world ate the way that they did or tried to eat the way that they did, much of the world would starve to death because you can't produce vegetables and produce and, uh, and meat and, and you name it at the scale necessary to sustain the billions of people on this planet if you do it in a way that the hipsters of Manhattan and Portland and Brooklyn and L.A. and you name it like to eat. A similar mentality is pervasive on all this climate stuff. They don't want to do it themselves. I mean, even the most vocal climate change uh, alarmists don't want to change their own lifestyles. They want to change yours. They want to tell you what to do. They want to force you. And they are lunatics on this issue. I mean, there are plenty of people out there who believe that climate change is, in fact, on the same uh, plane of depravity as Holocaust denial. Climate change denial is on the same 
plain as Holocaust denial. That's why they say climate deniers. You'll notice that. That's not an accident. Because you want to destroy the planet. Who could be so stupid as to believe this? This is one of the greatest cases of mass hysteria and brainwashing in the history of the United States. I've never seen anything like it. People who otherwise are normal and sane on issues, who, by the way, can't remember a word of whatever one or two years of science they took in high school, know nothing about science, but become indignant the moment anyone asks any questions about the science of climate change, become indignant when people point out that these climate models have been wrong time and again in the past, want to wag a finger in your face and perhaps even fine you or throw you in prison for the crime of questioning their so-called science. They put forth clowns like Al Gore as the spokespersons for this, like Bill Nye as the spokespersons for what they believe is an existential struggle for the human race. You'd think they could do better if this were so serious. But really, ultimately, it comes down to two things. The most powerful motivating forces of the modern liberal mind. Self-righteousness and control. And climate change is the perfect merger as an issue, it is the perfect merger of those two very important concepts to the progressive, collectivist, statist left. They get to be so self-righteous, they're saving the planet, they're better than other people, they're better than those hillbillies who don't believe in this, non- in this stuff. And they get control. They can enact endless government policies. There is no end to government meddling when they are trying to save the planet with that meddling, don't you see? No longer can you claim states' rights or even representation in the federal government via the Congress. That doesn't really matter, does it? We're talking about saving the human race, people. They are crazy. And what's amazing to me is they think I'm nuts. They think you're crazy. Very hard to have a worthwhile conversation with people when they're so far apart on it. All right, well, I want to get into the specifics of what Trump said and also some of the most bizarre responses to this whole thing, um, which is, it is a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing, my friends, as the Bard once wrote. Uh, This is just, this is crazy talk. I mean, it's an agreement that quite literally imposes nothing. Let me just say this about it. This Paris Climate Agreement does nothing but somehow means everything to Democrats in this country. How, how is that? Someone make sense of that one for me. Like us on Facebook. Just search Buck Sexton.